Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Have you ever felt like you've struggled to connect with your identity and your worth and and what you accomplish as a wife, a mom, and just an individual in your life? I know that I've struggled with that before, and it can be really challenging to not totally feel like you're living your purpose or be fully connected with yourself and have your success connected to your outcome. There are so many ways that we can try to shift our focus into connecting our identity to just who we are and loving ourselves. And so I'm really excited because we have Eleni here with us today, who is going to be helping us to really touch base with ourselves about our accomplishments and how we feel as a woman, a mother, and an individual. So Eleni, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Okay, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So you're a mom of two grown boys, which is awesome, <laughs> an 80 pound fur baby. And, um, you know, you're just you're working on being a life and wellness coach and helping moms to better connect with their life and who they are. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your passion and who you are? Yeah, so um, I am actually going to be 62 next week. Awesome. Young. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot believe it. So I have been through like forever seasons of momhood, you know, from yeah. birth, my kids are 27 and 33. Um, so being a mom is literally one of the greatest gifts that God has given me. Um, and I laugh to say that I thought I would be a mom to teach my children and my children actually teach me. So it's a reciprocal um, reciprocal thing. Um, so a little bit about my background and my passion is I have always struggled, um, with emotional wellness and chronic health issues, probably from the time I've been in my mid twenties. And I've always been holistic. Um, I had my first son with a midwife and olive oil 33 years ago when it was not cool. Um, so to give you an idea, the holistic world for me, has always been really important. And I've always had an understanding very early on in life how your thoughts and your beliefs really determine the quality of your life. And I've experienced it positively in my life and I've experienced it negatively. Um, so through this journey that really started because I had to start it, right? Because I had 
you know, emotional issues and health issues. And I kind of raised myself up and taught me all this stuff. And in the beginning, it was all about me, right? How can I heal myself? How can I, I made decisions very early on in life. I knew I was about empowering women, started my first group at 16. Um, and I laughed. I wanted to get rid of as much dysfunction as I possibly could early on in life so that I did not dump it onto my children, who now I joke and say they only have 30% of my dysfunction versus 100%. (laughs) So that very early spiritually was important to me. And as I started learning and living in that world of holistic wellness um, and mindset and mind-body connection, um, I realized it was a calling and a passion and something that was really the core of who I was. And I realized that um, spiritually I had been given incredible gifts of resilience, um, the ability to rise up, the ability to redesign, the ability to change directions. And I wish I could say that I chose that path, um, you know, that I said, yay, I want to be a person whose life doesn't work out and I want to figure it out. But that was not my first <laughs> choice. My first choice was, you know, when I was 19, I met my husband, we made a plan for life. We're 62, right? We're going to have a baby at this time. I'm going to open my business at this time. You know, we have this nice little plan. And ha ha ha, <laughs> yeah. you know, didn't really go according to plan. So through this, my business evolved. And I've been working with women in different capacities, literally since I've been 16. I've run spirituality groups. I've created workbooks. Um, I've coached women in recovery. I have 18 years of recovery from an eating disorder and work with women in PTSD. Um, so all kinds of things. But my my real passion is that I personally believe that every single one of us are given everything that we need to succeed in this world when we come to this planet. Everything that we are given. You know, why do I love golden retrievers and someone else you know, loves bulldogs, because if everybody loves golden retrievers, who would love the bulldogs, right? So we're all given, you know, our passions and our likes and the things, you know, why was my younger son a great baseball player, you know, at three, literally picking up the bat, like he's 27, a CrossFit athlete, and people make fun of him. And my other son was reading adult books at two, right? Very different. So we're all given all these things. And life happens, right? And we lose sight of all these things like we lose sight like wow i really can redecorate my house or wow i really am a patient person because all this stuff happens to us in life number one google and social media are a blessing and a curse i raise my hand because i can get lost you know my joke is if you can't find it on google or amazon it's not worth finding because (laughs) however when you go and you see what you're supposed to be in the world especially for moms right if you breastfeed you're criticized. If you don't breastfeed, you're criticized. You know, if you do family bed, you're criticized. If you put your kid in a crib and let them cry, you're criticized. If you get a tutor, you're criticized. If you don't get a tutor, you're criticized. I mean, the list goes on and on. And even as an adult, I have adult children and people make comments, right? My kids are adults and it's like, well, you know, I am, I am blessed that my children have gifted us with something. Yeah, quite substantially, and everyone has an opinion. Well, you shouldn't let them do that. So no matter what you do as a mom and a woman, there is somebody that tells you that you're doing it wrong. And not only is there someone, you are looking at the world, right? You're looking at the 40 people on Instagram, right? And you're saying, oh my gosh, like why can't my family be there? Like in that beautiful picture. Now, you don't know they bought 
the teenager in the car to stand there. They fed the other children. Like, you know, the behind the scenes, we're seeing Instagram and saying, what's wrong with our family? Because, you know, or we're in a Facebook group of business owners. And, you know, we hear about the story of the woman that found a paperclip. You know, her husband just left her yesterday. She just found a paperclip. She has seven children and she's made a million dollars in six months. <laughs> and now I'm in that group and I'm like, what the F is wrong with me? Like, you know, I didn't find a paperclip. My husband didn't leave me and I still can't. So we view our success based on the outside world. And the problem with that is the outside world is always going to change. Your purpose is always going to change. Your identity, who I was as a mom of an infant, right, is different than who I am. You know, so now my infant's 33. Very different, right? I'm a different, I have to be a different mom. I can't treat my 33-year-old like I treated my infant. I can't do the same thing. So it's like the ebb and flow of life. And the damage comes for all of us when something worked in our life and it no longer works. And so I can give you just a couple of real life examples because I think it's important because I, I teach through what I live. So yeah. anything that I teach my clients, anything that I share, any workbook I create, I have worked through myself. And I have been on this journey. I had a, a spiritual conversion in 1986. So I was 25, you know, which I laugh and say the year of big hair and big shoulder pads because everybody had big shoulder pads in 1986. <laughs> so I've been on this journey a very long time. Um, and I've had many times where I've had to stop and things didn't work things that worked that my identity came from so you know for it leading to my eating disorder so i'd always been a healthy body weight i grew up in in new york city private school i grew up in a culture where everybody was thin and your identity was based on your thinness like you were thin equaled good so in the era that i grew up it equaled good fat did not equal good so you were a good you were automatically i mean literally you could be overweight and solve world peace. And I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. And people would say, but she really needs to lose 50 pounds. Okay, but she just solved world peace. So that's the era that I grew up in, right? So I was always able to maintain my weight. My eating disorder started in my 20s. And I went into remission. And an eating disorder does not have to show on your body. I converted... I have silly stories. I converted every cookbook into points because I was into Weight Watchers. I would go to Borders and read recipes and I don't cook. Like two hours, I'm looking up meatloaf recipes and my husband would joke and say, are you actually going to make a meatloaf recipe? No, I'm just going to read about a meatloaf recipe. So issues with food are not always obvious. And people were very surprised when I came out and said, and I came out to my children, my children now were grown and the food was disappearing from the house and I couldn't blame it on the dog. Right. When they're when you're three, you can say, oh, the dog ate the food. When they're nine and 15, you can't say the dog ate the food. And we sat my kids down and we told my husband and I, and we told them that I had an eating disorder and I was going into recovery. And since my identity had to do with my weight and at that time, my eating disorder, I was putting on weight. So my eating disorder before was all about maintaining my weight. I did diet pills. I did all kinds of things. And physically, you never would have known, like if you looked at me. But now, all of a sudden, that identity of being healthy, because I'm holistic, right? I had my son in a birthing center, right? I'm Here I have this identity of being holistic and healthy goes out the window. 
So then what happens, right? All the things that used to work didn't work, right? So I'm like, what's what's wrong with me? Like I'm a failure. I'm, I had to change what thriving meant to me. I had to change what success meant to me. I had to retrain my brain. It was all an inside job that I had that I had to go through. I am not the same person now that I was 18 years ago. So how do you think that we get stuck in that cycle where we get, you know, we we get in one way of doing things and say things change and then all of a sudden our whole identity like crumbles to pieces. Like how do we get locked into that so much? Like that's you know, because you're thinking, well, you know, something changes and you just change the way you do things. But we really do. You know, I just experienced this with myself, like in the last year and a half, like I completely crumbled to pieces. And I'm like, what do I do now? You know, like I, I have to change everything that I'm doing. And it was like, heart wrenching to do that. So why do you think we lock, we get locked in the box of what we're supposed to be. I'm supposed to be holistic and I'm supposed to be this way, or I'm supposed to be this type of mom. And so I can't be this type of mom, you know, tell me what your thoughts are about that. I mean, my thoughts with that is we like safety, whether it's Mm -hmm. good for us or not. Right. We, we like things, human nature is we like, I'll speak for myself. So I'll joke. If I could literally do the same thing every day at the exact same time and have a result, like if God went poof, what would your day be like? You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get on the treadmill at seven o'clock and I want it to be this result. And then I want, you know, at, at three o'clock, I'm going to walk the dog and then I'm going to launch my business. On the, if I, that's my human nature. That's my default, right? My default is, so if I could do that, I would, you know, which is a joke because I can't, you know, but our brain is wired. We will take safety, even if safety is not good for us, right? Even if safety, because it's the known, right? The known is if I do A, B, and C, right? If I eat my box of goldfish when I do the budget, because I feel like S-H-I-T, because I don't have any money, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to, it doesn't matter because it's safe, Right. So we get locked in the box because of safety. Our brain wants us to be safe. Not to mention that we really believe. So we believe our thoughts, right? We need to challenge our thoughts. We really believe, right? So if you grew up in a house and everybody took their shoes off, I'm just using this because I had a best friend, everybody took their shoes off. So, you know, you're elementary, you know, you're growing up and you're everybody, you know, you come into the house, you take your shoes off. You, you think, oh, everybody takes their shoes off. Like that's, you know, that's polite. That's what you're supposed to do. You, like you don't really question it. Like you don't have judgment whether it's good or bad. You're like, oh, that's like what you do. And then like, what if you go to somebody's house and the opposite and they're like, oh no, we don't take our shoes off. And you're like, well, what do you mean? Like you're supposed to take your shoes off. So we have these beliefs that are automatic for us that until they don't work, we don't challenge them, right? We just assume like this is what, I believe. So for example, I grew up, I, I wanted to have my family have dinner together. So my husband was in retail and my husband traveled. So for a great part of my kids growing up, I was a single mom. I mean, not really, but he would travel 30 weeks out of the year. Wow. And so in my mind, I decided good and healthy families have dinner together. Like that's what they do. Because whatever, I grew up with the Brady Bunch, you know, <laughs> forgive me. I grew up with the Brady Bunch when all Marsha ever did was get hit in the nose, you know, So I'm looking at my family that's not having dinner together and I'm like, 
our family must be falling apart. And until I accepted, until I challenged that belief, and for me, it comes, I'm very spiritual, you know, it's my spirituality that has empowered me to be sitting here through everything that I've been through. Um, so if I was not challenged and it was not my idea to challenge it, it was a spiritual idea to challenge it. I, who knows what would have happened. The minute I accepted that, okay, there are families that are good and healthy that might not have dinner together. Like who made up the rule that you have to have dinner? The minute I challenged it, all of a sudden I saw other possibilities. All of a sudden I was like, oh, well maybe we'll just do it like one night a week. And that's my challenge for all of us. Like you said, you know, what rocked your world? So what, what led me to this part new business, you know, which I share with you privately is in 2015, I was launching a business. I've had businesses since I've been 12 um, with my mom. And I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My mom was my best friend and my life coach and my business coach. She was the only person that listened to my about page, like literally 400 times. Um, and I was going into the city with a mock-up for the website and the branding, and she had a doctor's appointment. And I went with her to the doctor's appointment, and she never came home. And she passed away out of nowhere with me. I was the last person to see her within 10 minutes. And my world fell apart, completely fell apart. My older son was 26 at the time. And he had just gotten home with his fiance from Europe the night before. He rushed to the hospital, we had to, it was violent, it was horrible, it was handled horribly. And I literally thought they wanted me to call it and I couldn't, I didn't want my son, my older son was very close to my mom and I was like, and he's like, mom, I'm not letting you go through this by yourself. My younger son was in Boston at college, we couldn't even tell him because we didn't want him driving home at the time. My world fell apart. I was completely unprepared. I have been through a lot in my life. Don't need to go my list, but I've been through things that make people's mouths drop. I expected, okay, I've been through a lot. Like I am going to get back up. I am going to figure this out. I lost myself. I lost my like Christmas, Thanksgiving at my mom's. Like, you know, she was like the matriarch of the family. I took on that role. I had major PTSD that I had to work through. My solution to PTSD being the overachiever that I am. In the year that my mom died, I got certified as a life coach. I launched a jewelry business with 800 pieces. Everyone's saying to me, you need to stop and grieve. Oh no, I need to go on. This is what I need to do because that's who I am. I'm a person that goes on. My kids are freaking out because they've never seen me like this. They're texting my husband like, like what's going on with mom? So I relate to so much to what you were saying that my entire world, I looked on the outside. So this is, again, I fell back into the pattern. I hired coaches. I hired all these people to fix my life. And finally, I got so sick with a lot of chronic stuff that God literally said to me, you are done. You are off Facebook. You are putting your business on hold. Because you are trying to walk down a path that is not yours, a path that no longer works. And I had to redesign my life. I had to go within and say, who am I now? And what's really important to me? And I'll give you an example. I was a person that loved deadlines. I was, when I had my jewelry business and I would sell out at a show and I would have to make a hundred bracelets in a week. 
oh my gosh, you'd think I was solving world peace. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can make a hundred bracelets in a week. You know, yay, I love it. After this, I could not have any deadlines. And I had to accept that. And I had to say, you know what? I have to do life differently. I have, and I started with one thing. So the first thing I did, which is my favorite, I, I couldn't laugh. So I'm a dog person, as I shared with you. Big dogs are my thing. And I love golden retrievers. So I started watching golden retriever puppy videos to just bring five minutes of joy into my day, right? And then I started telling clients who thought I was crazy. You know, I'm like, you're having a bad day. Watch the golden, they're like, we're not watching golden retriever. I said, I'm telling you, watch golden retriever puppy video. And they would say, I can't believe, like this like broke up my mindset. Like this is the stupidest thing anybody, I said, I am telling you, you cannot be depressed if you like golden retrievers and you're watching golden. So you can do one thing. You said, oh, so overwhelming. I was like you, I was trying to do everything. I'm gonna start a business and I'm gonna do this. The minute I stopped and said, what is one thing, one thing that I can do to move me towards thriving in the midst of a circle. There was nothing that I was gonna do to bring my mom back. Nothing, like nothing. It wasn't like I could write a letter and say, hey, bring her back. So what I believe is that when we tune in to ourselves, to the wisdom that we're given from whatever, for me, it comes from God, it could be a higher power. I have a friend that's really connected to nature that she literally cracks me up. She's, we're very cold here right now. And she's like, oh, I need to get some wisdom. It's 20 degrees. You want to go for a walk? I'm like, no, you go for a walk. So wherever mm -hmm. that comes, we all get wisdom from different places. And when we can tune back into ourselves and really be quiet and turn off Google and turn off, you know, we start to hear. We start to reconnect with who we are. And well, the I interesting thing I is, just have a question for you really fast, though. So if someone is is used to connecting their purpose to their accomplishments. Like how do we separate those two? Because especially like a lot of us women who are the overachievers or like really like to get in and get things done. Like it's really hard to like, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I've even come to close to mastering this is who I am and that's enough and worth it. And then my accomplishments are just extra. You know what I mean? That it doesn't like affect me if, if something fails or if something changes, like, is, is there a way to not have those so connected? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Because if you are who you're meant to be, it flows into your purpose. Mm -hmm. It's not effort. It's not like I have to walk into my purpose. I, I, I don't know. So I'll give you an example. When I started in my recovery from an eating disorder, I, my plan, I'm, I'm going to be honest, was I'm going to try this for a couple of months. I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to like go away. <laughs> like I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be done because I have way more important things to do, right? I'm just going to figure out how to lose the weight and I'm going to move on with my life. And I was in the middle of another business at that point. When I realized that Part of my purpose was empowering women in that way. All, all of a sudden, coaching started appearing. All of a sudden. So when I started living who I was, who I was really meant to be, you know, it's kind of like a square. I'm really bad at that quote, but the square peg in the round hole thing, you know, mm -hmm. like you can't, 
if you're being who you're meant to be, if you're aligned with who you're meant to be, doors open up. All of a sudden, it's not this forced purpose, right? It's, wow, I met this group of women that now want to have a workshop because I was, I don't know, I was at the playground with my kids and we were just talking about stuff. And before I know it, like, and I've always wanted to empower women. Like, how cool is that? That that ended up happening, you know, or I've always wanted to, um, you know, whatever. I've always wanted to create paint parties. I mean, I'm just totally making this up. You know, I'm a really creative person and my purpose is to help women heal through paint parties. I'm just using that as an example. And so you're being yourself and you're painting and you're now your friends, are, they're like, wow, like have you ever thought about teaching painting? Those are like really cool paintings, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, actually I use painting, you know, to de-stress. Oh, can you teach me how to paint for to de-stress? I mean, when I made my first bracelet, I made a bracelet that said Wis serenity, wisdom, and courage was part of the serenity prayer. And I wore it and it helped me with my abstinence. Do you know how many I sold off my wrist? I didn't make them to sell. I made them because that's who I was, because I was a person in recovery and I'm really proud of it. And people are like, oh, that's like a really cool bracelet. Can you make me a bracelet? Totally un. So now again, with my purpose to empower women, okay, now I'm empowering them through these bracelets. So in my experience, that when we are connected with who we were meant to be, doors open up and it's not like, excuse me, it's not like pushing that door. You know what I mean? You know how like you're pushing that door open. It's like, oh, I'm walking through the door. You meet somebody, you know, call it synchronicity, call, you know, I don't believe in coincidence. You can call it what you want, even with your children, right? My children are grown. They're 27 and 33. We have a relationship with them on purpose where being with us is comfortable, right? It's not a pain in the ass, sorry, you know, to be like, oh my gosh, like I have to go see my parents. We have done that on purpose because we choose our battles. Yes, there are some things, even with adult children, that are really what we're fighting for, you know, that are really saying that was the stupidest thing you ever did, you know, versus, and it becomes organic and and natural and we get caught up in that we have to do it all at once right i related to what you were saying like all of a sudden i have to change my life and fix everything but what if you just had the attitude that i only have to pick one thing and i have a i have a kind of six tips to end with you know to help someone do that but what if instead of i have to you know what if you stopped and said okay I'm kind of freaking out. Don't really like who I am. Everything that used to work isn't working anymore. Let me pause. Let me breathe. And let me think of one tiny, and I mean tiny thing. I mean, literally, I challenge people to write a gratitude list. A lot of people I work with. And I work with sometimes people really deep, you know, and they're like, well, that's not going to pay my bill. That's, I said, I don't care. I said, I want you to prove me wrong. Okay, I want you to write three things on a gratitude list every day for a month. And they could be the stupidest things. I have written on a gratitude list. I am so happy that my son did not forget his clarinet on the bus. We're not talking about world peace. We're talking about, yay, I do not have to drive to the school and get the clarinet. It could be, if you do that every day for three days, I mean, for a month, three days, stupid, I mean, little, they could be the littlest thing. All of a sudden you start, to notice some things that actually are working. Some things that you're like, wow, I was way more patient today. 
or wow, like, you know what? I've been eating like total junk and I really have been putting like a salad a day in my, like, how cool is that? And then all of a sudden that tiny little thing empowers you, right? And in terms of purpose, so I have a big purpose. I have, I, my purpose is to, you know, empower women to embrace who they are, to empower women to thrive from the inside, to enrich their lives and bless other people and to show them that they can overcome the very things they thought they couldn't overcome. So it's a big purpose, big, yeah. right? It does not need to be done in a minute. It's a purpose that it looks different, but it's been the same purpose since I was 10 years old. It looks different. And so you can look at your purpose and say, I may have to go about my purpose. My purpose may be the same, but I may have to go about it differently. It's kind of like, you know, my son went to college in Boston. I live in Connecticut. I could drive to Boston. I could fly to Boston. Or if I really wanted to make myself miserable, I could walk to Boston. But there are probably 10 ways that I could get to Boston. So if you don't look at your purpose as this finite, like it has to be done, I think that issue is we look at our purpose and we say it has to be done this way, right? It has to be, this is my purpose and it has to be done this way. But well, and I think it's, well, I think it's so purpose. important. Yeah. Well, I think it's so important to realize that one, we're human and that, you know, we have to have compassion with ourselves as we're learning and growing and, you know, those different paths that we might have to take are are different journeys that are going to teach us different things that are going to make our our actions and our purpose and our priorities really come into play and matter to us in the long run instead of just feeling like we're failing because one direction didn't work that there are a ton of different ways for us to to get to where we want to go right i mean that is there are many different ways to be true to yourself also Right. There are many different ways to be a mom. There are many different ways to, um, it breaks my heart. Um, cause I definitely lived in that place of it only, you know, that this was the only way, um, you know, this was the only way to be a good mom. This was the only way to be a business owner. I mean, I grew up in the era where there was no online business, right? So all of my businesses prior to 2015 were offline. So this is whole, new to me, right? This whole online I could start a business offline in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, like totally easy for me. I could walk into a room of a hundred people. I don't know, you know, Facebook don't like, and people laugh at me. They're like, okay, why do you get nervous on Facebook when you can walk into a room of a hundred people you don't know? And I said, because they're real people. I see them. I, you know, I, so even that is a bit to learn to do business differently, right? If you've done business in, not online. I'm just talking about business. And now all of a sudden you're online. You write differently when you're online. You communicate differently. It's a whole different thing, but you could still have a business, right? You can still have, you can, you know, so a funny story I will share is I had an injury um, when my younger son was four, a back injury, and I could barely walk or function. And um, I used to love to vacuum. I had a golden retriever and my kids would go to school and I would play this game with my golden retriever where I'd blast the music and vacuum and my puppy would chase the vacuum. And so it was like one of my ways of thriving. Like it really brought me joy because I love music. I love, and I remember it being in pain. I couldn't even walk. And I went to the doctor 
And he's like, you know, I see you're in pain. Like, what is it? And I said, I can't vacuum. And he laughed. He goes, I've never had somebody come in here and tell me they're depressed because they can't vacuum. You know, and I explained to him and I'm like, and he said, it's not that you can't vacuum. You just have to vacuum differently. And I'm going to teach you how to vacuum differently. And those words always stuck with me. That it's not that I couldn't vacuum. I just had to vacuum differently. And when you look at your purpose, right? It's not that you might, you might have, your, your purpose may change and you should be open to that. Because, you know, you might have a purpose at your age and be at 62 and have a different, but it's not your purpose that may need to change. It just may need to be how you accomplish your pur purpose, right? How you feel about your purpose. Your purpose can be, you know, you can still want to solve world peace, right? But maybe at this point in your life, instead of, you know, going to Africa and protesting, maybe you have to donate money at this point. Your purpose can still be the same. It, you just might have to manifest it differently. And that's the gift, right? That's the gift that we give ourselves. And that's what empowers us to thrive, to say, I can have the same purpose. I might have to do it differently, or I can still be a stay-at-home mom, but it might have to look differently, or I can still be a good mom, but, you know, my older son would have a timeout, and he was so cute. He'd take my little hand. And he'd say, I'm sorry, mommy. I know I have to have a timeout. And he'd walk up the little stairs. That's my 33-year-old. My younger son, who literally is equal to five children, she's, he's only one, my husband and I would be dragging him up the stairs, like completely different. We had to learn to parent him. We are good parents. It just looks differently. We had to learn how to parent my younger son differently than my older son. So yes, our purpose to be a good parent and to raise I am biased, but other people that know my sons, I say awesome men on a planet where there are not so many awesome men. So that was a very big purpose for me, just had to look different. And so when we give ourselves permission as moms and women to say, yeah, we can have the purpose. We just might have to get there in a different way. All of a sudden that pressure of I'm a failure and what's wrong with me goes away because it's like, oh, and then if you look at it like an adventure, like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm still going to have the purpose of saving, you know, world peace. So if your purpose was world peace, just for example, which is a big purpose, why not write down all the different ways you could accomplish that purpose, right? You might have the way that you've always done it. But I bet if you thought, if you said, I'm going to just sit for a minute and think of all the different ways I could contribute to world peace. I bet you'd come up with half a dozen ways. And then all of a sudden the possibilities open and you're like, wow, well, I can't do way number one because now I've got three children. So they don't really want to go to Africa to protest, but wow, there are five other ways that I could contribute to that purpose. And then all of a sudden you experience freedom. All of a sudden you experience work. All of a sudden you realize that you can thrive through your purpose in a different way. And there is nothing, so you know this is my passion, there is nothing more powerful than figuring out how to accomplish something that you believed you couldn't do in a very simple way. It doesn't have to be, um, you can make a difference in your purpose with one person. When I speak, I literally pray and ask that I would only touch one person. If I could touch one woman, just one woman, that something that I would say would help her change her life. 
because when I first started doing this, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like there's so many people. And it's like one, because then she's going to touch one person. And then that person's going to touch one person. So I break it down and say, if I leave this planet today and I know that I helped one woman, that I empowered her, that I equipped her, that I gave her some strategies to thrive in her life and reach her purpose, then I've done a good job. And so it could be that we think it has to be big. And I'm not criticizing people that have big visions, right? I'm not saying that if you if you are blessed and you are in an environment, you know, where you can go and speak to 100 people a week, by all means, do it. But just because you can't doesn't mean that you're less than, doesn't mean that your purpose doesn't count, right? One, I look at my sons and I see how they are with their daughter, with my daughter-in-laws. And I've had a lot of horrible things done to me by men on this planet. And I thought I would have nice little feminist daughters and God had a different plan, gave me boys to heal my life and heal the world. And when I look at them and I see the respect that they have for their significant others, and I see who they are and the integrity that they walk around this earth. And even though my goal is to empower women, I am empowering women by giving them men like I have raised. Okay, by giving them men that are going to help empower their spouses and their daughters. And so was that my original plan? No, I thought I was going to have little feminist daughters. That was my, that was my original plan, but I'm still doing it. And so when I see that, if you see that, if you look at your life and you see all the different ways you can achieve your purpose, you might achieve your purpose in 10 different ways over 30 years. It may look, you know, you have young, I know you have little kids. It might be one way now. Now your kids go to college and you might, wow, I really do want to go to, you know, Africa and protest for peace because I don't have little kids. Still same purpose, just accomplishing it in a different way. And when we give ourselves permission, because that's what it's about. We don't give ourselves permission as women, right? We give ourselves permission to love our husbands, to love our kids, to work at the PTA, to create businesses, to help other people. What if we gave ourselves the same permission, the same permission, the same commitment, and the same dedication to empower and bless other people? That we, what if we gave that to ourselves, right? What if we gave ourselves permission to, in a really hard season of life, you know, when I was going through what I went through after my mom died, the best that I could do was watch those Golden Retriever puppy videos. And I gave myself permission. It was something that made me thrive. It made me, I mean, my dog is in here now. I would not have gotten through what I went through without Hudson as my dog, right? And I gave myself permission. Like if that was the best I could do at that time, then you know what? That was okay. Cause I knew I would eventually figure it out. And that's giving yourself permission to be human. It's giving yourself permission to change like success and thriving. So, you know, I mean, I have a couple of tips. Yeah. Let's hear them. Let's hear those six tips you were talking yeah, about. So I have like six tips that, you know, I took myself through and I'm going to read them. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, you know, kind of how to jump start yourself. So kind of you're, if you're in that place where your thriving is connected to the outside world, right? Of course you can thrive. You have a beautiful house. Your children do their homework, you know, <laughs> you know, all these things that you're like, and that was me like, oh, the outside world, all this is in place, then I can thrive. But what if it isn't? 
So my first tip is to really know what thriving is to you, right? Because if you ask me what thriving is, right, I can describe it. Like if I close my eyes and say, what do I look like when I'm, you know, you can hear I'm being sarcastic in my voice. What do I look like when I'm thriving, when the world is thriving? I could describe that to you, but you could describe something completely different. So the first step is to really pause and think, you know, if you are a person that was thriving in your life, what would that look like? Like, what would you be doing? How would you be acting? Would you have a business? Would you not have, you know, all the things, no judgment, no, just what would that be? Because if you don't even know what it is, there's no way you're going to make it happen, right? If you can't even describe, you know, if I said, Diana, what's thriving mean to you? And you're like, I don't know. Well, then you're definitely not going to thrive because you don't even know what it is. So that's the most important thing is to define it and to define it according to you, not according to social media, not according to your best friend, you know, not according to television, like according to you. So that's the first thing is to define like what thriving means to you. Yeah. And then the next thing is to really connect with who you are, like really who you are, like what are your values? What matters most? What do you like to do? Um, even what you don't like to do. Sometimes you figure out what you like to do by saying, you couldn't even pay me a million dollars. You know, so I, we struggle financially. I'm a great budgeter. People would say, you should start a business budgeting. I'm like, nope, don't want to start a business budgeting. Even if you pay, even if we paid you, nope, don't want to start. So sometimes it's really being honest with what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and just jot it down. Like this is, this is who I want to be. And this is what I want to do. And what do you want? Like, what do you want your life to look like? And I mean, on the inside, I don't mean on the outside, right? Everybody can easily say, oh, I want a really nice house and a good neighborhood. And I want a car. But on the inside, what do you want to feel every day? Like when you wake up in the morning, right? What do you want to feel? What at the end of the day, would you be proud of yourself for being, for being the type of person? Oh, I was patient, even though my kids, I wanted to throw them out the window, whatever. So really understanding what you want um, and then to really identify what's stopping you. And most people will say what's stopping them is on the outside. I don't have enough money. My husband's never home and I feel like a single mom, you know, outside stuff. But I would challenge you to not look at the outsides. I would challenge you to look inside and say, what are the beliefs and thoughts and attitudes that are stopping you? Do you not have a teachable spirit? Or do you only want it, your purpose your way? That's stopping you. Like, what if, you know, what if you wanted to solve world peace by donating a million dollars and you only had five dollars? Well, obviously that would stop you because you only have five dollars. But if in your mind you believe that that was the only way to do it, all of a sudden your purpose would be challenged, right? So what is really stopping you in your heart and your soul? Um, and then number five is really to take care of yourself, to really nourish yourself. And I mean your body, your mind, and your spirit. What do you need to add into your life? Even if you look at one thing and say, okay, for my mind, what, what is going to really nourish my mind? Maybe it's listening to a really cool podcast like yours. You know, what is going to nourish my, my body? Maybe it's making a commitment to add, I don't know, another vegetable to your, you know, I'm just going to add another vegetable. You know, what is going to, you know, emotionally, maybe it's to connect with your best friend every day. And to really look at that and say, what can I add to nourish you? Because if we're not nourished, we're not thriving, period, right? It's just not going to happen. And then the last thing is to create like your own toolbox, right? So I have a list of things that I use regularly in my life that help me thrive. 
my best friend. We talk three to four times a week. Hiking with my dogs. You know, there are things that I know that even when I am a rock bottom, if I if I implement those things, it's gonna I'm gonna start thriving. And so to create your own toolbox so that you have it to use it and then to use it. You know, it could be podcasts, it could be a book, it could be a support group, it could be a therapist, it could be your best friend. Like we have this wisdom, this really deep, powerful wisdom in our heart and our soul that if we just really get quiet, we know most people know what they need to be their best self. Most people, if you're really quiet, right? Whether it's, I'm a designer, I like to create. I need that as part of my life, you know? And to get quiet and then build a toolbox around it. And then you have it. And it's a toolbox that you use regularly. And it could be like a gratitude list. Really simple. I'm not talking about change the world type of stuff. I'm talking about stuff that any mom can do. You know, you can listen to a podcast while your kid is at ballet lessons, right? You know, or while you're waiting for the school bus. If you want, if that's the only 10 minutes you have, you can put something really inspirational on while you're sitting there waiting for the school bus. I mean, looking at things that are doable. I am not going to tell you with five children, you should get up for an hour and a half. And the this is how you're going to thrive. You would throw me off the podcast if I said, okay, I have your solution. I know you have lots of children. Don't care. Get up for an hour and a half first thing in the morning, read a book, exercise, meditate all before school. And you're going to look at me and say, go away. If I tell an empty nester that exact same thing, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's so freaking cool. So you want to pick tools that apply to your life, right? The empty nester is going to say, yes, that is for me. That is my toolbox. You're going to say, go away. I do not want to talk to you. You forgot what it's like to have small children. You're totally stressing me out. So that's the last thing is to build a toolbox that fits your marriage, your life, your children, that is simple and easy that pending the world ending, you can implement it. And you know that you, I know that no matter what mood I am in, if I watch my little golden retriever puppy video, it may not solve the entire day, but it's gonna bring me joy. You know, for 10 minutes of watching, it's gonna interrupt that train thought of, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. And I'm gonna be able to get back on track with my day. And those are, you know, I use those in my life. I create workbooks around all of these things. I want to teach women to empower themselves. I don't want women to have to go out and spend $1,000 a month to regain the wisdom that they already have inside of themselves. Because not everybody, some people are blessed and they have boundless amounts of money. Some people don't. And just because you don't does not mean that you don't deserve to thrive in your life and that you cannot do it for yourself. Yeah. So you have the freebie that I was just looking at about tuning into you. It's the seven steps to reconnect to you and live your truth. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have, I actually renamed it. (laughs) So it's, it's basically the same thing, but it's really seven steps to reconnect to you and thrive from inside. And it takes you through seven steps, what they are, and then it actually gives you action steps. So I'm kind of telling you, what it is, but the freebie tells you how to implement it Mm. because knowledge is nothing. If you cannot apply it to your life, right? We can all read the most awesome book and it's like, Oh my gosh, but how do I get that in my life? Like, how do I, so this does both. It tells you the, what 
um, in a little bit more detail of what I, but then it gives you actual action steps that you can implement. Because if you can't implement it, what good is it, right? There's a big, there's a big difference between your head and your heart and your action, right? Mm -hmm. We know things in our head, right? We can know, like we know the diff, you know, we know that vegetables are healthier than Twinkies, right? Most people know that. I don't know if they make Twinkies anymore. I grew up with Twinkies, so I don't know if they make Twinkies anymore. <laughs> I don't but, even know, probably. <laughs> yeah, so they're like junky, you know, totally junky. So we know, intellectually, I can say, wow, a Twinkie is literally all sugar, processed, whereas vegetables are, I know it in my head. There's a big difference between knowing it and doing, and saying, I'm not going to have the Twinkie. Like, how can I not have the Twinkie and have the vegetables, right? So there are lots of things People are listening to me and they're going to say, oh, yeah, this makes sense. I get it. But getting it isn't what's going to change your life. Living it is what's going to change your life. Yeah. Applying it to your day-to-day -day life is what's going to change your life. Knowing it in your head is not going, it's going to help you. It's the first step, right? We have to know it before we can take action on it, but it's taking action on it. And so in the freebie, it gives you some very simple ways to jumpstart. It's really a jumpstart. Um, and then, you know, I have work, you know, other things, you know, this is a freebie you get on my list. I teach a lot through my emails. You know, I am very real, you know, pretty obvious. Teaching is my heart. You know, I want all women to be able to rise up and I want them to be able to be who they're meant to be and make a difference, you know, not only in their families and themselves, but in the world, because I believe that we are put on this planet for a reason. We're not put here to make money to collect shoes. We're, we're put here to contribute in some way to leave this planet better, whether it's through our family, whether it's, you know, a greater in a global, global way. Um, and at the same time, we're human and it's OK, because you know what? If we were meant to be robots, we would have been robots. Right. We were if everybody's meant to like the same thing and do the same thing. We weren't meant to. We were meant to be human. And that's how we grow. And if I, you know, if I can end with one thing, I will tell you that every single thing that has happened to me in my life, every single thing that I have been spiritually empowered to overcome has made me a better person. Everything. There is not one thing that I have learned to overcome and I have not done it on my own. My faith is very big to me. Um, so I am spiritually empowered. This is not Eleni all by myself. This is me following direction and wisdom. Not one thing I've, that I've led to go through that I've stopped and said, wow, what an idiot you were. I cannot believe you led me in that direction. Every single thing. And uh, everything that has happened to me is for the benefit of others. It's for, so I, if I can stop one woman from feeling alone, from feeling that she has no choice in her life, from not being able to see an option, when the option, it's okay if the option is tiny. I don't want anybody else to go through that. That's what I lived through. I had to learn this by myself. I've been a fighter since I've been 13 years old. I've been different since I've been, I was made fun of because I was spiritual. I wanted to change the world, you know, all kinds of things. I have always been taught that different was bad. Different is not bad. Different is just different. And there are different ways to be and different ways to work your purpose. And you don't have to throw your purpose in, right? Like you don't have to, what you went through, whatever your purpose is, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to say, oh my gosh, like my life is spiraling out of control. I can't have this purpose. You can say, 
how can I have this purpose? This purpose is so, so important to me. How can, in the midst of this, how can I work towards the purpose that means so much to me? And to take the deadline off, because maybe you can't achieve it. Maybe this year you can't achieve it. Maybe you just have to say, I'm working towards it. Progress over perfection, right? Maybe you, maybe you can't have a deadline because of your life right now or my life right now, but you can work towards it. I mean, think about it. If you did one little thing every single day, a tiny little thing, and you could say, wow, today I'm closer to my purpose. I'm closer to my purpose. I'm closer to my, can't that be good enough sometimes? Can't just working towards being closer, contributing, you know, purpose is not a finite thing. I don't want to burst people's bubble. But it's not like somebody's going to say, wow, I saw world peace today and tomorrow there's not going to be any wars. You know what? They saw world peace today. There's going to be a war tomorrow. It's an ongoing thing. If your purpose is to solve world peace, it's an ongoing thing. If my purpose is to empower, you know, to raise men that are decent and respectful, I'm a mom. I am still raising, right? They're grown children and we, I am still involved in, you know, they have conversations with me about their wives or about, Still, they're grown children. It's an ongoing thing. And if you see your purpose as finite, like it's an end to it, you're right. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to want to give up. You're going to say, right now I'm in PTSD. I can't do it. Right? But maybe, you know, I did a lot of blogging. You know, I didn't think I would be a blogger, but that was a way for me to empower women when I really couldn't have a business. Like I wasn't. I had so much trauma and people would respond to my blogging. So that was a way for me to teach and empower women. It wasn't, I wasn't making money, but my purpose is to empower women to overcome things they thought they couldn't. Money is secondary to me. I would do this for free. I have been doing this for free. This is why it was put on the planet. Mm. So, you know, I guess my, comment is if you give yourself a break and you take a pause you know like you pause you ask you are open to receiving right because part of asking is be, having a teachable spirit and being open you will get the answers right and so often the answer is not to give up your purpose it's just to go about it in a different way right Think about all the times your kids didn't listen. If the answer was, oh, get rid of them, <laughs> right? It's not working. I'm not parenting the right way. Hey, I know what the answer is. I don't know. Sell them. Get rid of them. That's not the answer. The answer is, oh, you might have to go about it. You might have to be a mom in a different way because the way you're speaking to them isn't resonating with them. And if your ultimate goal is to have a relationship with your children, right? My ultimate goal was to raise my children to be happy, successful, have integrity, have a purpose and have a relationship with them. And sometimes the way that we parent our children does the opposite. Sometimes we're so set in the way that we think this is, should, it should be this way. Um, my older son went out and got a job at 14 because we had no money to give him an allowance. He was on a roll all through high school. He'd get up every day and go to work. And I was obsessed because he was a complete slob a complete slob. He didn't want to do chores. His room was, I would fight with him. Okay. Now here's this kid basically paying for everything on his own. He has no resentment towards us as parents. 
working hard because he knew he needed a scholarship for college. And I'm focused on, and this old woman, I don't mean old, but older than me, who had grown children, this very wise woman said to me, Eleni, if your goal is to have a relationship with your child and all these things that he's doing right, and all you're doing is focusing on the fact that he's a slob, shut the door to his room. Who cares if he's a slob? And I will never forget that. Because she said, because what you're going to do is he will not want to have anything to do with you. Because he's going to be like, mom, but I'm doing A, B, and C. And all you are focused on is what I'm not doing. And I had to change my whole way of parenting. And he's 33. And he's the one that gifted us something pretty awesome. And he is, you know, an awesome man, an awesome husband. But what if I didn't do that? So my goal was to have a close relationship. And what I was doing was pushing him away. And sometimes as parents... Our goal is because we want it this way. We want to discipline this way. We want them to be this way. And if the ultimate goal is to have a give and take relationship with your children where they want to come and visit you, they have to, your children are young. They have no choice. They have to visit you. Okay. But my goal is as grown children that I want them to come and say, we do family game night with our children, right? Sometimes we have to stop, whether it's with our children, whether it's with our purpose, and say, what is the goal? And is the way that we're behaving now getting us towards our goal? Or is it pushing the goal away? And that's yeah. just stopping and listening and asking. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, Eleni, where can people find you if they'd want to connect with you more and learn more about you? Yeah, so my website is my name. It's Eleni Hope, E-L-E-N-I Hope.com. Um, and on there, you can access my email, you can get my freebie. Um, I have, I am on Instagram and I believe my handle is Eleni Hope. Um, I will be building a new website, you know, as well, that will be more focused. This is more focused really towards the coaching. And as I'm building out, you know, the products and the workbooks and all of that, and really focusing more on emotional wellness, another one, but there will be a connection even between them. So when the new one is up, on Eleni Hope, there'll be a, you know, in the menu, there'll be a connection, um, you know, and with my email list, I love email. Um, I invite anybody, if you get access to my email from my website, I respond to all my emails. Um, it, it's just communication and connection is really big to me. Um, so whether it's a freebie or you send me a message that I personally respond to everything because I just love the power of women together. And I love moms. I really, um, really have a heart for moms. My mom helped make me who I am. Um, even though there are times she drove me up a freaking wall, but that's okay. As I'm sure my children, if they were on this podcast, they'd be like, she drives us up the fucking wall, sorry, the freaking wall, you know, because that's the nature of the mom-child relationship. So that's the best way to reach me is through my website, you know, Instagram. And I am on Pinterest, but I have to admit, I do not know. If you put Eleni Andreatis, which is my last name, but I don't know what I'm called um, on Pinterest. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and for um, teaching us today. So ladies, I hope that you can pull something from this podcast and be able to apply it to your life, your purpose, your identity, realizing that you're enough, 
And uh, it's just the one step at a time towards your goals to make you the woman and the mom that you want to be and to love your life and love who you are. So make sure you go. Um, all the links are in the show notes here that you can connect with Elaney and get her freebie. So make sure you go click on those and go and get those. And thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the Mom Training Podcast. Hey mama, thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about, tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard Live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the mom training podcast to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believing you. I am Diana Ballard, and this is the Mom Training Podcast.